More and more people are moving to cities, and that's going to affect almost every industry. We are very cautious and very aware to make a conscious effort to work with the ecosystem. What can the average person do to take action now? Not one person can change the world, but if we all do a little something different, it might help. Being open to embracing innovation. Know that you can make a difference. A absolutely. There's no excuse not to even do a little bit. Let's go check it out. Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to Going Green. As always, we appreciate it. A real quick shout out to our sponsor, Triwa. Triwa is a watch company that creates watches made from recycled plastic and deconstructed metal from guns. Uh, they're doing awesome things. They are my favorite watch company. I wear a lot of watches, I collect watches, and I have not taken off my watch from them since I received it. It's amazing. So if you are looking for a cool watch with a good cause uh, or as a gift, check out Triwa, Triwa.com. They are an amazing company. And let's get right back to that amazing content. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Going Green. We've got an awesome guest on the show today joining us from Tahoe. We've got Gordon Kingsley. He's an inventor and the founder of Blimp Energy. Um, really doing some amazing things. I'm excited to kind of just chat with Gordon and learn about what he's doing and, and find out more um, what his vision is for the future and kind of how it's going to play into the renewable energy space. So Gordon, thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Well, thank you, Dylan, and I sure appreciate the opportunity uh, to make this uh, little presentation going green. And the fact it's with um, Amazon Prime affiliated with that. I just saw the great news that uh, Jeff Bezos just issued, uh, I think it was uh, $797 million to the first recipients of uh, going uh, the, uh, his effort to go green throughout Amazon. Yeah, it's uh it's in a very exciting time right now. There's a lot of, you know, entrepreneurs and business owners and, you know, politicians who are really pushing towards a more green and renewable energy future. Um so that's why it's exciting to have you on the show because I know that's something that you're very passionate about and um have been working in for for some time. So tell us a little bit about Blimp Energy and your background and kind of how that all came together. Well, it's uh hopefully not a too long a story. <laughs> Let's try to keep it short. Uh, Blimp Energy was formed about the time that uh, I was competing uh, within Cleantech. And uh, Cleantech uh, is a program you're well aware of that uh, is global now, uh, supports entrepreneurs like myself, and basically you form a team. And then uh, if you're selected, you actually compete. And we were, we were selected among others. And so you actually compete uh, for the grand prize, which at one time was like millions of dollars. Um, and you get um, into the habit of pitching, even in an elevator, they call it an elevator pitch. You got, you know, 30 seconds, what you, what you doing and why you doing it. And so I've been through that. Um, and the other thing, um, they say it's the equivalent of a Stanford MBA because it's very intense. It's over months. The principal, in this case, me, I had to go through that, and I learned a lot from it. And they are very supportive. I remain an alumnus of Clean Tech, and so you know, there. If if you're seeing this video, you want to get involved with green environment. Uh, 
Clean Tech's great. ID Tech is another that I want to mention, and they're also absolutely wonderful. They're the state of the art on a lot of technologies, and certainly going green. So thank you. Yeah. No, very cool. Um, how? Let's kind of get to know you a little bit better. So where does your passion for clean tech come? Uh, well, <clears throat> really, I've been an environmentalist for a long time. Obviously, we're up here, beautiful Tahoe, great resort. Uh, I love the outdoors. I love skiing, fishing, mountain biking, uh, and I want to keep it green, not just for my generation but future generations to come so i'm very committed to the environment very cool and we need that honestly i'll go ahead um, i've been studying uh wind turbines for a long time um and i've had, i have other patents but i i've always felt that wind turbines the typical three-bladed wind turbine are highly inefficient and I thought, you know, there's got to be a better way of doing this. And about that time, Anheuser-Busch made the world's greatest, uh, the largest parabolic kite. And they basically had a tether on it that was a, maybe a three-inch uh, polypropylene tether. They put, they attached it to a dumpster filled with concrete. It took off and it snapped that line. It sounded like a lightning strike. And I said, you know what? That's where we have to go with wind energy. It's gonna be kites, aerostats, or a combination thereof. And that started my work in, in blunt energy. So that's, that's amazing. And honestly, you probably know a lot more, not probably, you do know a lot more about that technology than I do. So what's kind of the overall difference between, you know, the, the standard wind, wind, um, okay. That's, that's a great what question. You're working on right now and, great, great and how will that affect, you know, the future of, of wind technology? Okay. It's the, uh, what I'm working on right now is the wind turbine, uh, of the future and let me tell you about the deficiencies of these three bladed wind turbines some of you know i'm sure bird kills one noise too inefficient of all the wind turbines you see if you took the sum of them and how efficient they are they're below 30 percent efficient so on a wind turbine let's say a one megawatt it'll say it's a one megawatt but that wind turbine is likely to get less than 30% efficiency in capturing that wind and producing electricity. Whereas, and the other problem is, the column, you have to keep going higher. The energy that you can capture with wind is to the cube power of velocity. So let's say you have a 10 mile an hour wind at ground level, you go up, 500 feet and it's 40 that's you know it'd be a factor of uh, four cube which is 64 times the energy capture that that blade would 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 capture mm -hmm. you know at that or at ground level so what you're going to see and when i went down to awa and presented my poster and i'll get into that what they're doing is making the wind turbines much higher, much higher. Some of them are getting up there, you know, 600, 700 feet. 
And, uh, but there's a huge cost to doing that and a huge inefficiency. 80% of the components that you have to do that with are heavy components, often made offshore, not in, in the US. And uh, with my invention, I, I really, all the light components are above. There's a ground mounted generator that's just a static generator. I'll get into that. But it makes a huge difference. No bird kills, huge efficiencies. So how does uh, the technology with Blimp Energy in your system actually work and collect the energy? Okay, and that's, that's covered, and I don't know this. People want to read all the details, look at the drawings, but I was just awarded a uh, patent. It was the end of June, and it describes it. Now, it also incorporates making sustainable hydrogen. I have the belief that green hydrogen is the future. It will replace gasoline, diesel, JP4. So you're covering all the bases, you know, uh, row, uh, ground, ocean, and uh, sky. You, you, it's covering all of those. So, but I'll get back to just what I'm doing to not complicate things too much on the uh, wind energy side and what I do. And so the description of that, uh, and it's up here on this uh, uh, kind of a flow sheet that I presented at AWA. And so what we have is this piece right in here. And what, what this is, there's different pieces. One, up in the sky, you have a kite blimp support. So, I mean, you could even think of, you know, it could be a blimp, it could be a balloon. This one is unique in that it's very stable. It's uh, produced by Alsop out of Britain. These things are used by the military when they're taking photos down on the ground so that they don't uh, move around a lot. They're very stable, and that's good for what I'm trying to do. Attached to that, in this particular case, is a wind belt. It has a series of paddles that open as the wind hits it, and then it, they collapse as the wind is on the backside. That is attached to a ground-mounted generator that spins and makes inexpensive electricity relatively to what a wind turbine would be. No subsidies required. This, this is, I, I really believe, uh, where we're gonna go in this country. Got it, that's amazing. And, um, and the, for those of you listening and watching, I'm looking at uh, this diagram and it really is fascinating to see it kind of broken down in more detail. So if you're interested in checking that out, be sure to reach out to Gordon or I and we'll get that so you can check it out. Um, Gordon, how do you kind of see, you know, I know you mentioned the hydrogen uh, fuel cell technology. How do you see this kind of playing a role as it all comes together, you know, in terms of creating kind of newer, um, just newer infrastructure for, for clean and renewable energy? Okay, that's a good question. I appreciate that. So I've always had a vision when I started on this um, the fact I'm in California, I have to go back to the Bay Area and I'm looking out and I'm looking past the um, 
the islands out there. Um, and what I see is a future, and, and this little bit of a deviation. I see a, a bunch of man-made platforms out there. And on those platforms, I see a rays of solar. I see tidal uh, turbines, and some of my alumni, they are working on that end of it. Uh, also wave uh, turbines, and also these high-altitude wind uh, captured uh, blimp energy um, inventions, whereby I'm grabbing that wind, I'm generating that power, and that power is coming down to these large islands. They have electrolytic cells on them, and they're converting that energy into uh, sustainable hydrogen and oxygen. The oxygen is captured and sold as a byproduct that forces that price of hydrogen down to where it's competitive with gasoline, JP4, and diesel. That's awesome. And um, for those of you, uh, we've had some amazing guests on the past who are working in hydrogen fuel cell technology too. And it's, it's amazing to kind of hear, you know, all of these different sectors and companies within the energy industry all working together. And, and it, again, I'm not an expert like you are, but seeing kind of all of these different things come together and, and what you just mentioned, you know, really paints a, a great picture of, you know, these basically essentially islands where you're capturing solar, wind, ocean, it's oceanic. A, it's also important to remember it gets it gets us around urban sprawl. That's the other thing. There's two pieces to this problem that we're trying to all solve. One I call a social problem. The other is a technical. This sort of thing is the technical side. The other part of it is conservation. We have not even begun to conserve. And when we get away from just dollars and get into it, quality of life, we're going to stop a lot of what we're doing now. We're going to grow up, not out. We're going to end urban sprawl. We have to. We're going to go, grow out into the oceans because there's plenty of food in the oceans, but we can't allow the oceans to continue to turn acidic, mainly because of coal and mm. other fossil fuels. A lot of people aren't aware. Go online, look at the problem with acidification of our oceans. We cannot allow that to continue. It's really fascinating when you think about how, you know, just it's all so connected, you know what I mean? And how you can use actually some of our problems essentially to flip it around and have them be solutions. Um, Gordon, in your, your kind of experience, what's one action item that, you know, the average person can kind of take away from this to live a little bit more environmentally friendly, a little bit more sustainable, whether it's just, you know, something simple that they can implement in their day-to-day -day lives or, kind of on a bigger bigger picture, you know, helping uh, support companies and entrepreneurs like yours? What's some, something someone can take away yeah. from this? Okay, so, and that's a great question. What you can do, the easy, easy thing to do right now, in fact, I just did it, the lights in here, I changed them out, Use go through your house, change every one of the incandescents to LEDs. I mean, that it seems too simple, but there's things like that the low-hanging fruit is there. If you're working in an office and all you're doing is commuting, you know, which I lived down in the Bay Area, I used to commute into Oakland, I could have done virtually everything I was doing 
out of my home. I mean, as a, truthfully, and I, it, you, so question, why are you caught up in traffic? I've worked for Lockheed down in Burbank. Some of those folks were commuting hours each way every day. So why do you do this? Well, because you want to live in the burbs a little cheaper, safer, whatever. We got to stop that. And you know, your quality of life, who wants to sit in traffic wasting four hours a day, you know, when you could be home with family and friends? Mm -hmm. It's just, it's so one thing, if there's one good part about COVID, it made us do a lot more virtual office things. And I think the future, you're gonna work close to where you live. So I, my vision is these big, huge uh, story buildings in New York, San Francisco, all over. I think those would be ideal where you would have living quarters for people, you'd have office space, and you'd even be able to do your grocery stopping. It will give you a far better quality of life. I couldn't agree more. My, uh, as an entrepreneur myself, my office is about five minute walk away and it's the, the best thing. I used to have an hour commuting. Oh. And, then, and honestly, what I love about kind of what you're talking about, aside from obviously the amazing technology you're working on is just the combination of the technology side of things and also the social side of things because they really are so interconnected. Sure. Um, it's Gordon. Let, it's me, been, let me add one yeah. more piece where I forget, you know, um, what I believe is going to happen in um, airplane travel, you are going to have drones. You can go online right now and just put in drones and look it up. There are already hydrogen zone uh, drones that they are they are uh, building right now. I think that your personal travel is going to be with drones, quite honestly. Really? And you're going to have hydrogen cars. You're going to have hydrogen buses, hydrogen change trains. And you look at a Nikolai or people like that, that's going to happen. You prepare for it, get trained for it. Let's get this thing going. Couldn't agree more. Gordon, thank you so much for taking your time out of your day today to be here. Um, before you take off, where, how can people reach out to you and connect with you in case they want to dive a little bit deeper? Um, and, and talk to you about Blimp Energy. Well, uh, we are working, this will come as a surprise to you, on our website, <laughs> don't go there, <laughs> not yet. Um, but really, if you just go online and, and uh, I, I can provide you with an email, um, basically it's G-B-K-A-S-S-O-C, at gmail.com that's the easiest way to reach me awesome and uh so for those of you listening and watching and tuning in um i'd be happy to connect you with gordon as well if you want any additional information or just to get connected um again i'll you have to take a look at you know kind of the um the poster that's behind gordon in more detail it's really fascinating so gordon thank you for taking some time out of your day we, we didn't dive too much into the technology, but I think that's okay because we can do that on yeah. another episode and we'll have you back yeah. on for sure. Like, like I said, I actually have put people asleep. You know, <laughs> uh, and these were engineers who are presenting the American Institute of Chemical Engineers. So <laughs> I, 
it's better to talk in generalities because engineers tend to be that way and scientists, that's just the way we are. Agreed. Well, thank you again. Um, and as always to all of our listeners and watchers, we always appreciate you tuning into an episode of Going Green. Um, our goal with the show is to bring leaders in the clean tech, renewable energy space like Gordon and uh, just give you some insights into what's happening and the technology that's coming um, and some some action items that you can apply to your everyday life. So as always, thank you. We appreciate your support of the show and we will see you on the next episode of Going Green. Thank you, Dylan. Sure appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you guys. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Stay safe.